you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, and this is Locked on Mizzou, your destination for partisan Missouri Tigers football and basketball talk. And indeed, we have a bit of a dearth of football recruiting information after, well, Eli Drinkwitz has been killing it too hard, too fast. So not much to talk about on the football field right now. So why don't we continue our walk down Recollection Boulevard with the 2012 Missouri basketball team. And this time, well, we got to talk about, frankly, one of the more thrilling and yet heartbreaking games in Mizzou basketball history. That's when the number three Tigers visited Lawrence, Kansas and took on the number four ranked Jayhawks. Yes, we're going to have to do this one. And don't worry, be happy because... I took all the bullets for you guys by watching the entirety of this game and taking copious notes. So, and quite frankly, this is probably going to have to be broken up into two parts. But, but we'll see what happens. So with all that being said, with so much to get to, let's just get right into the game. And, boy, and by the way, you can check this game out on YouTube, of course. And the, the Jayhawk crowd is just going absolutely nuts here at tip-off. So when a Kansas fan acts like they don't miss this rivalry, I, I think they're lying to you a little bit. And my goodness, could you imagine being a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid in this atmosphere? Intimidating, to say the least. We've got Clark Kellogg on the call here with my boy, the golden throat, Vern Lundquist. And I had a lot of fun re-watching this game. Well, most of it anyway, until the really heartbreaking, regretful moments. And it's funny, a lot of people this offseason, there's been some Mizzou people who've asked the question, which game made you cry as a Mizzou fan? Well, I can't say I'm a big crier when it comes to these type of games, but this is the one and only game that made me hyperventilate after a defeat. So it's got that going for it. And at the opening tip here, well, Kansas does win it with their big size Jeff Withy, but they do turn it over immediately and coming out of the gates. Missouri actually opens in a 2-3 zone. You might remember that Kim English was guarding Jeff Withy, their 7-foot center, with Ricardo Ratliff on Thomas Robinson in the game in Columbia. But most of this ball game, Missouri plays a 2-3 zone in order to obviously make life a little bit harder primarily on Thomas Robinson and well did that actually work I I think that's debatable you can decide for yourself as we go along here in this game now early here on the plus side for Missouri Ricardo Ratliff gets off to a a marvelous start really with he can't do anything with him and actually ends up turning his ankle with he does about three minutes into the game And that definitely affects him going throughout here. He also picks up his second foul relatively early in this contest, too. So as ineffective as Withy was in Columbia, it's pretty obvious that he was even more ineffective in Lawrence for this game. So just a tough matchup for him, obviously, were the Missouri Tigers. Unfortunately, in the first two minutes, Matt Pressey fouls two jump shooters Getting two fouls, again, in the first two minutes, bringing in Michael Dixon off the bench immediately. And obviously, with the lack of depth, Missouri only playing seven guys here, that's a big moment early in this ballgame. 
Now, in the first 10 minutes, it's kind of the Ricardo Ratliff and Thomas Robinson show, at least offensively. Ratliff is shooting jump hooks, getting offensive rebounds, getting fast break buckets, drawing fouls. Really, he's doing everything he can offensively. That's for darn sure. But still, defensively, not a great matchup for him against Thomas Robinson. Obviously, he's one of the candidates for National Player of the Year in this season, so that's that's understandable. At the same time, I don't need to go on my Ricardo Ratliff defensive rant again. Now, one of the reasons I question the usage of the zone a little bit is there's a moment when Thomas Robinson has the ball on the wing, and he is no threat to shoot, and yet our zone rotates up to him and ends up leaving Connor Tehan wide open for a three. Essentially, there's three Kansas players on one side, two Missouri defenders to defend them. So what do you do there? Well, it's obvious to me, even though he's, again, one of the National Player of the Year candidates, you leave Thomas Robinson open when he's 22 feet from the basket. Make him put it on the floor. Again, you don't leave Connor Tehan open, and as we'll see in this game, Missouri just a little bit too casual with Tehan at times, and Connor ends up hitting four for four from three-point land in this game for his 12 points and ends up being absolutely one of the differences in this ball game. Now again, Jeff Withy gets his second foul here early with about 12 minutes and 30 seconds left. KU fans and Clark Kellogg didn't seem to agree, but to me that's a foul. Now Withy did go up straight up with his arms there, but his body wasn't squared up, and he hip-checks Marcus Denman, in my opinion. Missouri leading 15-13 to here early. And for one offensive possession here, again with Matt Pressey in foul trouble early, Steve Moore and Ricardo Ratliff are in the game together. And then again, that lasted exactly one offensive possession before Frank Haith realized that this was a bad idea. Keep that little note filed away for later in the game. But Michael Dixon hits a really tough floater from about the right elbow that tied the game at 17. For some reason, I remember that shot. You know, there aren't a a ton of moments that I remember eight years later, but for some reason, that shot here early in the game is one of them. And Clark Kellogg, after that shot, said, got to hit the mute button for them, referring to the Kansas crowd. And Dixon, once again, now feeling himself, pulls up, Without really any passing, hits a three. Now it's 22-20, to 20, Mizzou. Tigers starting to hit some open jumpers. Now the lead is up to five with eight minutes left here in the first half. Doesn't feel like a great start, but again, Missouri's still leading. So you got to feel pretty good about that. Ricardo Ratliff, unfortunately, picks up his first foul when he falls asleep as the high-jumping Kevin Young gets behind him in the defense draws a foul. Fortunately, though, Young misses him, misses them both, and that leads to an easy two-on-one for Dixon and Denman, Mizzou by two. And, you know, they showed a replay there on CBS, and it was interesting. All five guys for Missouri were below the free throw line, again, on this missed free throw, as the ball was, it was rebounded, and yet still managed to get down there that quickly for a two-on-one. That was really impressive, and honestly, I would have liked to have seen more of that fast-break action from Mizzou as this game went along, especially the last 10 minutes in overtime. 
But after Thomas, Thomas Robinson hits a really tough turnaround jump shot, tying it at 31, there's a huge moment coming up in this game. And I'll tell you, tell you all about it. But first, I got to tell you about rockauto.com. And here's the great thing about rockauto.com. Well, you know what? There's two great things, in my opinion. Number one, it's incredibly easy to use. Plus, they have massive, massive inventory. I mean, you're talking everything from your basic cars like Pontiacs, your most popular brands, your BMWs, Chevy, whatever it might be. But they've got everything you could possibly imagine. Things like Daihatsu, anything like that you can possibly imagine. You can find it easily at rockauto.com. Search by part number, search by brand, search by make and model. They've got everything for you over at rockauto.com. And in terms of prices, we'll just take a 2010 Honda Accord radiator. Well, at the four big box retailers, you'll pay anywhere from $185 to $205. At rockauto.com, less than $94. So be sure to check out rockauto.com today. And put locked on in the where did you hear about us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Tell them locked on sent you. You know, I'm going to complain about a few calls as this game goes along. So I got to be, even though this is a partisan Missouri show. I got to try to look back at these games as objectively as I possibly can, which, frankly, in this particular game is tough for me. But I will say, with Mizzou leading 33 31 with four minutes left in the first half, Kim English draws a charge on Thomas Robinson for his second foul. And again, to be completely honest with all of you, it sure looked like Kim English's foot was in the restricted area circle on said charging violation but hey we'll certainly take it because we're going to get some tough breaks later as this game goes on now neither thomas robinson nor jeff withy is in the game first offensive possession under that circumstance the ball swings to flip pressy in the corner for three 36 31 mizzou now denman from the same left corner and it's 39 31 You know, you'd think Connor Tehan would have learned not to help off of Denman, especially on a strong side drive, but no, he never learns. And by the way, kids, don't ever help out on the strong side corner if your man is a good shooter. Just don't do it. That's one of the best shots you can get, especially the higher you go up in basketball. Now Denman once again with a tough, tough up-and-under finish. Now Mizzou leads by nine. Vern Lundquist says, right now, Kansas just has to hold on to here. And there's no doubt that that's true. Uh, Without Robinson in the basketball game, it's amazing how limited their offense really becomes. Because, again, Missouri's playing this 2-3 zone. Now they can basically just extend that zone out, stretch it out, and, and focus on guarding the perimeter instead of collapsing in the lane. You know, Kevin Young is a was a nice college basketball player, but he was certainly not a post threat whatsoever. Now, while this is a great stretch for Mizzou offensively and defensively too, just in terms of results, 
Unfortunately, Ricardo Ratliff also gets his second foul here. And that wasn't a smart one by Ricardo either. Frankly, just make the guy score over you after giving up the offensive rebound to Justin Wesley. Again, make Justin Wesley score. But fortunately, again, Mr. Wesley misses both free throws and Kansas now 0 for 4 with no points in this stretch without Thomas Robinson that we're discussing. Matt Pressey also picks up an incredibly cheap third. And I I noted in here, the annoying KU girl fan squeal. (laughs) Now, I know that sounded sexist, but let me explain. It's going to let me make it sound more sexist. You see, you see the guys in the KU crowd, they realize that Matt Pressey isn't that important. So they they don't squeal. But the girls, they're just going to squeal anytime somebody picks up their third foul. I'm just kidding, ladies. I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, fortunately, again, KU misses front end of a one and one. They're now 0 for 5 and still scoreless in this stretch here. Oh, maybe they have one point. I forget. Regardless, just a brutal stretch for Kansas here. Mizzou's last possession of the first half. They actually have it with an 11-second difference between the shot and game clock. So my question is, why stall? Why not just run the offense? Again, this is something that bothered me a little bit, especially in the second half here by Haith. But you know what? The result here wasn't – well, the result was good, but the execution wasn't very good because this whole stall ball results in a bad fading three-pointer by Michael Dixon that misses. But – Fortunately, Missouri does gather the offensive rebound. Denman gets a wide-open look off of it, scores. Again, fortunate, but we'll take it. And Mizzou heads to the locker room with a 44-32 lead. Thomas Robinson with 10 points. Missouri with a 17-3 run in those last six minutes of the first half. Missouri hitting all eight of its free throws. Kansas, 7-15 of from the line. And coming up, we'll find out if Missouri can keep its big run going into the start of the second half. Now Missouri gets the ball to start the half, and promptly Phil Pressey off a screen pulls up mid-range, extends the Missouri lead to 14 points. Now, of course, Jeff Withy and Thomas Robinson back starting this half, as you might expect. Remember, Missouri had a huge run without those two guys in the ball game to close the first half. Fortunately, Matt Pressey here quickly gets his fourth foul on the Jayhawks' first offensive possession. Yikes. Matt, what are you doing, buddy? And once again, Michael Dixon in a little bit earlier than Frank Haith might have ideally wanted. And Jeff Withy, proving that he does indeed have a pulse against Missouri, gets a putback dunk, cutting the lead to 12. But then next possession, Ricardo with another pretty hook over Withy. He's just having his way against the hobbled and somewhat usually slow Jeff Withy. But just to be fair on him, he's definitely a little bit hobbled with that ankle injury. Dixon later pulls the chair on Withy as he's posting up. For those of you who don't know what that means. In other words, as soon as Withy tries to dribble his butt into Dixon's back, well, he just backs up causing Withy to stumble, fall over. You know, again, 
even if he's not even if he's not injured, he's just a little bit too slow for this matchup. And you know, as we would see, he would be an effective player in the NCAA tournament. So a lot of it was Missouri too, for sure. Now Kim English, who didn't have the greatest shooting game, but he knocks down an open three here, and now it's fifty three to thirty six. Bill Self calls timeout, and the Kansas crowd, it is safe to say, is stunned. Missouri started the game one of six from three, but's hit six of its past nine. Once again, Ricardo Ratliff gets an easy dump off as Phil Pressey draws Jeff Withy away from Ricardo. And now Missouri leads by 19, 55 to 36 with 17 minutes left in the second half. This is, at this point, Kansas's largest deficit of the entire season. And my 29-year-old self back in 2012, I promise you I could taste the Big 12 championship at this moment. It, it just seemed like destiny. But at the same time, this crowd, you knew Kansas had to make a run. But my goodness, a 19-point lead, as good as I felt like this team was offensively, it just seemed like too much, but you know what? What can I say? Sometimes you're just wrong. And you know what? You'll find out just how wrong I was on the next episode of Locked on Mizzou as we finish this Kansas game off. And yes, I know you know the result is not a pleasurable one for the Tigers, but honestly, there are so many great moments, particularly by Marcus Denman and clutch shots and just so many interesting strategic things and obviously some questionable calls, just a ton of stuff to break down in the rest of the second half. And yes, overtime as well. So be sure and click on part two of Missouri at Kansas 2012. And you know what? If you're enjoying this, please, please share it with a Mizzou friend. And subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that good stuff. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.